0: Welcome to Bruja Baddies. I'm Jean. I'm dope. It's a Panay podcast to magically disappoint your parents. <laughs> so I just want to recap what Bruja Baddies means. So we chose the name Bruja because we want to reclaim the word that is negated, neg, negative? negative against uh, Panays. <laughs> so I fully uh, embrace the word Bruja and we're totally two baddies. And uh, we hope you like this n- uh, new episode that we have. Yeah, so... Um, coming up with this episode, like,
1: we wanted to get into family relations,
0: Oof. which is like... I'm scared. I'm scared. I,
1: I know, I like, but it's like, we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about, like, where we are in our families, how does our identity play a role, and even being second generation in America, like, how do those dynamics play out? Because that shit, I'm gonna be honest with you all... Gets pretty rough.
0: You dropped a big one on our listeners, but I think we're ready. I think okay, we can I do think, this. I
1: think we can talk about it because, all right, so I'm like, this is kind of like a call out for everyone who, you know, be they second or first generation, mm-hmm. maybe even third or fourth because, you know, grandparents, great right. grandparents, they still alive. <laughs> um, but it's just like, those dynamics of how do you communicate with your parents? Ooh. You know, How does your role maybe as a daughter or a son or someone who's even questioning that identity in the Filipino Family Act when you're living here in the fucking US, you know. Yeah, like
0: I mean, we are two experts, not really, um, on <laughs> on being a daughter in a philam space or Filipino yeah. space. Uh, I mean, you may not see this uh, listening in, but I'm definitely cringing at this topic because, it, you know, we're always still living in it. Yeah. Um, so, as a role, as a daughter, how how do you uh, how how have you survived? <laughs> Okay, well, my family, Oof. like, you know, like, G knows
1: is a mess, but you all probably don't really understand. Get ready. Okay, so, um, so, if you listened in on our first episode, you'll know that I'm a second-generation daughter. Um, so, my parents, they're both in the Philippines, um... They both immigrated here differently. Mm-hmm. My mother uh, had um, a first husband, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a U.S. citizen. And uh, hey, now she, uh, she, you know you, know, you got to get that hustle for that green card. Sometimes it's a reality. Know? Like it's a reality, and no one judge yeah. And if you have something to say, tweet me or I am me, and I'll talk
0: to you. I wouldn't that. dare. I'm too scared of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll have a conversation. And my father, he actually was petitioned here by his uh, brother, who entered into. The Marines, mm-hmm. not the Marines, um, into the Navy uh, under the U.S. at the time because it was like still like the '70s or '60s where like those relations, like with the Philippines and the U.S., were still right. pretty solid. Right. So, but. Anyways, so they met in Virginia, got married, had my sister.
0: Virginia, far away. Yeah. From home.
1: So they, they they were originally from like the East Coast, like those weirdos. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I'm from the West Coast, so I have no idea about anyone from the East or that culture there. We so. ain't hating it. We ain't hating it. You know, but it's just like every time I go over there, I just I feel I feel. Weird,
0: like an outsider, maybe. Yeah. Welcome to
1: being a Panai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No,
1: because it's so much more apparent in these coasts. Anyways, that's another episode. Right. But um, yeah, my parents met in Virginia, got married, had my sister, and then oh, and yeah, my mom did divorce uh, that her first husband, yeah. <laughs> but she still had her gray card. Um, <laughs> and then they moved here to Vegas, and then they had me.
0: Oh man, that's I the know. that's the best part of the story. I know. And that came out. <laughs> yay! Oh. <laughs> but uh. So,
1: but the thing is, not every family's perfect. No, they are not. They are not. And if you come from a Filipino community, if you come from an immigrant community, um, you there. there's things that you know become unspoken certain very unspoken abuses. and like this is, this, this is gonna get to that territory and yeah. like my family went, undergone a lot of domestic abuse you know, very and common very instigated by my father mm-hmm. you know and the thing is the makeup of my family was mainly all like women identified mm-hmm. me, my sister and my mom and then there was just my father Right. and my father would take on like the role as uh, like you know quote-unquote, I'm putting in this quote, as a breadwinner, blah,
0: blah. Yeah.
1: I burped a little. It's okay. <laughs> um, as a breadwinner, and my mother would just kind of go along with it. Right. And, like, that's not an uncommon thing to know it- in, like, in Filipino families where it's just, like, the 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 woman, the wife role right. is very, like, submissive under right. the, the man. And right. then the kids just kind of follow along. And then being in that dynamic of, mostly women and then the like there's still that man figure mm. like it was it was scary it was daunting but it was like also something to question
0: right yep. we're very similar in that whole uh, da- daughter dynamic um, my parents are now divorced I think they're actually better divorced I'm glad they had agency away from each other because of the social expectation of a nuclear family is too much. It's too much. (laughs) On top of Catholicism? Come on. How's anyone supposed to breathe? Right?
1: (laughs) Here's the funny funny thing. It's Mm -hmm. like my parents never forced Catholicism in our family, Oof. and I don't know. Maybe it's probably because we lived in Vegas, and maybe and they isolated themselves from a majority of the family back in Virginia, because mm-hmm. a lot of my family, my extended family, is in Virginia, mm-hmm. California, and the Philippines, and so the, my family basically, my my unit of my family, isolated themselves here, and. Vegas can like have that certain dynamic but it's like it's also that work dynamic how much you're working you know you have kids do you have time to go to church you know so it's like praying praying the household which is very
0: different from like you know in the Philippines you can find a church not that far away and Guam is structured the same way so I mean out of obligation we showed up you know all the time on a Sunday and I grew up in like parochial school like a private school but at the same time I don't think it was I don't think that's it was more of an obligation than following the faith, you know? Right. Um, so it was, it's tough because you're, you're doing things for God. You're doing for the honor of your family, like your Mulan yeah, or something. Like. <laughs> and it just kind of connects all
1: back to that, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, these obligations under family and then as the daughter. And you kind of follow along with the mother if you're the daughter, right. you know?
0: Right. Yeah, and Um, just thinking about like how obligation translates into guilt and how we reprimand these daughters who are, you know, not following in these very nuclear, rigid nuclear family lines. Yeah,
1: my mom would be a little like Rosalind. you're not going to take out the trash oh, you know, oh you're yeah. killing me and I'm like oh my god it's, it's right. just been there for like five
0: seconds like God out. is watching all the time No. God oh you god. know if you're listening God you probably had a great show because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a ham you know all the time just you know I mean like even speaking back like to as, yeah. as a kid like I thought I was advocating for myself but to my parents it's like how dare you, especially that I'm a girl, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, I feel like families do grow. Like I think to a point now at 31, my parents have accepted that I'm a feminist, like in that, you know, it's not always easy, like, I think, like, one week, I just forgot to shave my legs or something. Oh, my God. And I had a real conversation with my mom. Like, she's just like, how could you do this to yourself? (laughs) Like, I slipped my arms or something. And I was just like, "Mom, I just am comfortable in my own skin. And that was too much. And, you know, I know she speaks from a place of love. At the same time, it's just like how we are continuing to reinforce the suppression of how I should appear um, at all times. Like,
1: fuck, you can't grow, like, fucking trees on your legs. Damn, I cannot.
0: (laughs) Well... So I did it anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that's the thing, right? It's like, then you throw out, like, being a feminist on top of that in Uh, that kind of family dynamic. How am I still alive? Shit hits the fan, right? Am I right? And it's just, like, if you, okay, like, feminist attitudes, like, in a very strict, like, like Filipina household, like, and when we're, right. we're we're modeling the Filipina household, that's you know the typical nuclear family of Catholicism, and then but then you bring in those American values, yeah, those what it's a Western and femi- feminism and, like, and Western feminism,
0: and all of a sudden it's like oh, yeah. it's like why did I move here to the United States? Why? And then so- no one predicted this. No one predicted the rise of panays like. Hey, that's the, that's our other podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's our other podcast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very difficult to see like your kid talk a different tongue, adopt different beliefs and stuff. But I felt like it's how I survived in home at yeah, home. And there's those generation gaps too with
1: your family, you know, like, yeah. like, I don't know about your parents, but my mom like grew up during the Marcos era.
0: Yeah. So. And they, I don't know about you, but my mom tells me the Marcos era was like, awesome. I mean, that's that's not to to reflect badly on her, but because, like, militarism and, like, being hyper-policed made it feel like the streets were safe. But, I mean, yeah, it's safe for those people who are not trying to act out of line. I don't think my personality would have survived the Marcos era. I would have been dead. You know what I mean? That's why I told my mom
1: literally today when we had sushi and this dude tried to hit on me. It was wild, but (laughs) but like basically, I was like, "Mom, what was that like?" And she told me like she was in high school when. All the radio stations, all the televisions, you know that like that rainbow gritty, Yeah. and then there was this Marcos comes on and says, I'm declaring martial law in the country. Yeah. And like for my mom being in high school, it's like, how do you grapple with that? You know, as her as a daughter, but she was also a daughter in a pretty well off family. My, right. mo- my mom admitted to being middle upper class. Right. And like, if you were in those boundaries in class at the time in the Philippines, you're pretty okay you know but if you were lower like then you're kind of
0: fucked yeah seriously so, i mean i think i don't know when you were born but i in, in the late 80s i think the rise to having a woman president in the philippines yeah. came about and i feel like we are th- part of the byproduct of that like even though i'm not directly linked to her um i think that. There's definitely, there was a, definitely a political aura to it. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know what, when we talk about submissive Asian women, Filipino women, like, that's just surface shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because when you really get down to it, when you really fucking talk to us, yeah, we're going to we're gonna curse on here. <laughs> like, a, we are strong. It's just an untapped, it's like, it's like being in the matrix, you know? Like, once we take the pill of confidence, oh, you, everything is, everything is. Vinulid. And that's what's really interesting about like, you know, being
1: Filipina and then being in the families, like there's a certain control that you have within like I feel like this can speak to a lot of things in gender in in general.
0: (laughs) In gender in general. Gender in general. You know, like
1: you have these spaces where you kinda have the upper hand, you know? Mm -hmm. And like it's an argument that's like, for for example, child rearing. You know, like raising the kids. Like, who usually is like going to be in the household to do that? You know, right. it's always usually going to like be the woman because you know society's fucked up like that. But like, and it's like that's just how like religion and everything else paints it, and so you're kind of subjected to that in a way. Yeah, you know?
0: I mean, it's uh, I believe it's changing in this dynamic, but it's but I live here in 2019 in the United States, so. I that's a privileged standpoint and point of view. I'm willing yeah. to call myself out on it. And that's it. a
1: critique. Yeah.
0: Come? I'm willing to critique myself in that, like, you know, it's still a reality for a lot of our, you know, Panay sisters in the Philippines, you know, that have to deal with this kind of dynamic. In, a, like,
1: in the environment yeah. where that really originated from.
0: So we're here for you, and we hope this podcast can show you that there's a reality no, of other just- Panay's. Um, that are trying to break free um, from certain expectations that um, are very oppressive on our mental health, our physical health, our careers, like, everything. We should also do an
1: episode in the Philippines. That'd be
0: great, That'd be great if anyone's willing to sponsor us and fly yeah, us over. Yeah. We are more than willing. We'll have a Patreon. For you. <laughs> Go
1: fund me. Um, but continuing on, like, yeah. so my position, my family, I'm Bunso. I'm the youngest. Ooh, you know. me too.
0: That's, this is the Bunso baddies. <laughs> the Bunso baddies. <laughs>
1: be the young ones, be the babies. (laughs) And like, and I had my older sister, and with my relationship with my sister being the soul in the family, like, I got quote unquote special treatment, you know, like, Mm. as in like, I wasn't as heavily policed. When I say policed, I mean like, you know, strict, like, you need to be here, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I didn't stop a lot of the domestic abuse. However, there was a certain dynamic that my sister had to deal with with my parents being the oldest, you know? And I feel for my sister like that, you know? Like, it just sucks to have, like, you need to be able to teach your sister this and this and make sure that she doesn't Yeah, she's it. like
0: your other mom. Yeah. And
1: this is like <laughs> Which
0: is a reality, again, for... A lot of other, like, yeah. communities,
1: not just the Filipinos. Yeah. But, like, definitely, like... Working like,
0: families have to have a sibling who acts like a parent.
1: When the parents are not there. Right. And it sucks. That's and tough. And you have to grow up faster that way. Much faster. You know, and...
0: I want to go back to, like, the domestic violence thing. I Uh think that, by definition, for some of our, you know, the generation before us, they like to characterize it as discipline. Oh, yeah. So just, you know, we see where, you know, there's definitely a line. But as a Bunso, like, I had to grow up fast um, because being, you know, my brother is the firstborn son, and he's, like, the golden child that everyone will love and carry his name, and I had to grow up a lot to compensate for being in his shadow, like you know, I was told a lot like that I wasn't as great looking or like I'm big or whatever, and like, or I was very masculine. I used to dress like boyish when I was mm-hmm. growing up, and they were like always really scared I'd become a lesbian. So it was, it was tough because yeah. like everything that he, he was very good at like following in line with everything that they did. And after a while, when I knew that I just couldn't win because I was either loud or messy or just, you know, just being super over-policed that I was just like, that's why I adopted feminism um, a lot, because I was like, well, I'm already going to lose on this end. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I grew up a lot, and I had to overcompensate with achievements, you know, in school, in my job, and it's a lot. Like, I forgot that I was human. I think that's a reality. Oh,
1: my God, that's so deep. Like, no, like, that's so, for me, like, be doing academia, doing like school, like trying to achieve other things. Like this is later down the line in my mm-hmm. life right now. Like I kind of get admonished for that. Like, yeah, you know, that's like a great I, word. I, I, I get a lot of like like flack from that from my mom. And like just so everyone's clear, like my mom is separated from my father. You yeah, know? I got like it was a bad situation, and I got my mom out of there. And now I I currently work two jobs, mm. and I go to school full time, and I help my mom. But in ways, it's like. My mom validates my sister not being able to help out as much because she has a family, because she's a mother, because she's a wife now. you a loser,
0: too! And and then all of a sudden,
1: it's just like, wow, like, damn, so, like, I guess me going (laughs) to school, me doing all of this doesn't really matter. Still not enough. Okay, still not enough, you know, like, and... And I still have these expectations to, like, you know, make sure to take her here, to take her there. And, like, that that's, that's something for a lot of my other friends from Filipina, yeah. too, who are just, like, they do all, like, the thousand-yard line. I have one friend who goes to UCLA right now. Mm-hmm. And they went out, like, they did internships, and they worked with the CDC, like, like graduated with honors, like, and still, like, you know, they're her, and. Keep in mind, she's a lesbian. She's a lesbian Filipina. Mm. And her parents don't know, but at the same time have been questioning. And they value her younger sister, who has a boyfriend and also went to really good school, and kind of like treat her better than her,
0: which sucks, you know? And
1: it's just like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Yeah, whatever's leaning to that nuclear family and that. catholic state of life like and i'm a practicing catholic like like, but i know i know that some of the things that we impose on each other which is ironically judgmental is not helpful Mm -hmm. because i i feel like we are missing out on so many great daughters filipina daughters who are changing industries changing the world here in america and in the philippines but are not getting any Recognition and Recon- or the respect or the yes respect, respect
1: in the family
0: and that's you know? what I hope like you know I'm really glad that Rose shared her story here on Bruja because like this is this is what we created Bruja for to have these stories to highlight these wonderful panais everywhere you know yeah we're starting here at home in Las Vegas but um, I just hope that Bruja can release us from these kind of oppressive yeah, it's like,
1: like feels I feel like doing this i don't feel alone i feel like i'm able to go ahead and tell this and hopefully someone out there like drop a comment drop a like send us an im like let me know your story if it's similar to mine or jeans you know like because honestly like this this had a lot on my mental and emotional health. Right. You know, and going forward, like, it's still a long road. I haven't graduated, like, college just yet. Right. You know, and it's a lot because of, like, my obligations as a daughter to like, help out my mom, you know? And and I, I do not want to resent my mom for that. Yeah, we do. do
0: not resent our parents, for the record. But... There's something to say about the culture of it, right? There's definitely problematic things in the Filipino culture that we are trying to unravel here on Bruja. That's part of our magic on this podcast. But I mean, you know, I don't think anyone is perfect. But it's we've been we're pretty damaged, and I, you know, like I we're you uh, (laughs) I'm breaking apart. But like on this second episode, you get to hear how we're still healing because we're still hurt. And this is like. And I hate that we say that we're, like,
1: damaged or something. It's like, you know, we're not the ones who are damaged, I would say. I would say it's the system of it. Yeah. The culture of it. That's being real, yeah. And just being real about, like, how, like, our culture, how Filipino culture has been real fucked up over, like... A multitude of wars colonialism then enforcement of beauty certain beauty standards we all know what those right beauty standards are. you better <laughs> be ready for that episode uh, yeah that's coming up okay i have a lot to say about that <laughs> like and it's it's this is a healing process for the heart that yes. has been broken in the process you right now and it's just like how do you how we grow and how we become better about that you know so feel free to like tell us your story right. you know don't feel afraid cuz like we're all in that boat when it comes to like family relations, mm-hmm. especially Filipino ones, right? Like
0: the inter, you know, generational, like trauma after trauma. Like I don't know what's left inside my mom from Marcos. I don't know what's left in like I don't know what's left. And so we're just here, like both like a better version of Indiana Jones, just shuffling through this archaeological <laughs> um, mess. But I I thank uh, Rose for completing some of the thoughts that I have about being hurt and healing. And so thank you for sharing so much about your family dynamic.
1: Thank you. Like, you know,
0: thank you for having me on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So um, to close up, we want to just talk about, like, our lives currently and how we are making it as daughters.
1: Yeah, um, currently, this is my last semester at UNLV. Whoa, Whoa!
0: watch out, world.
1: You're invited (laughs) to my graduation party, which probably will... I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's <laughs> okay. We're not we're not
0: living too far in the future. I'm just going to
1: cradle my, like, you know, like, empty diploma packet on stage <laughs> and just cry off stage because who knows if I actually graduate. <laughs> but um, that's what I'm doing. And then I'm planning on becoming a teacher, like, what? you know, at the end of the year because I need to make money. I'm poor, we all do. You know? Still
0: looking for sponsors. <laughs> Patreon. Go fund me, please. <laughs> Anything to keep this podcast alive. Um, and I am just living my my life currently hoping we keep having listeners keep having panies who find community so this is jean signing off with
1: with rose <laughs> still disappointing our parents still hello disappointing the parents sorry
0: have a great one <laughs>